Heavenly Father, we want to thank you this morning. We want to thank you, first of all, for your mercy that has kept us. We want to thank you for bringing us together. We want to thank you for your presence this morning. We want to thank you for the worship. We want to thank you for all the testimonies that we've heard. We want to thank you for what you are doing in every life. Thank you because you are changing lives in this place. And Lord, we thank you this morning that your word that is about to go forth will impact us. It will change us and it will take us to the next level. In the name of Jesus, let your name be glorified today. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Uh, you know, it's our, it's our month of divine direction. Uh, God said, uh, if you look at the uh, front page of your bulletin, our anchor scripture is there, Isaiah 30 verse 21. Uh, God said that um, you will hear a voice directing you when you turn right, I mean when you turn left. The voice will direct you, say this is the way that you should go and walk in it. And so we've been, uh, we've been on a series, uh, so to say, since uh, last Sunday when we started this uh, Divine Direction. Uh, so we've been on that, and today I was supposed to actually speak on <laughs> the supernatural force of obedience. Uh, but I was out yesterday with my wife, and then while I was uh, where I was, the Lord said, "I want you to change the message." And to be honest, you know what? I don't like it when God changes the message like that at the last minute. You know, because I've been marinating on the. The supernatural force of obedience. I've been marinating on that for for almost uh, you know for almost two weeks now, and then for God to change it again, uh, just saying I want you to teach or preach on something different uh, was a little bit of a challenge. But I thank God that um, I'm here to talk about the power of focus, uh, the power of focus. The power of focus. Um, and if you want to give it a subtitle, you can call it Freedom from Distractions. Freedom from uh, Distractions. Freedom from Distractions. Hallelujah. Uh, quickly, I will read Philippians chapter 3. Uh, we've done that. We've, we've read it uh, in our you know, Bible reading. But I want to also read, but not the whole, verse 1 to 15. Uh, I want to start from, <clears throat> I want to start from verse 12, Philippians 3, verse 12. He said, Not as though I had already attained, either were already perfect, but I follow after, if that I may apprehend that for which also I am apprehended, apprehended of Christ Jesus. Brethren, I can't know myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto the things which are before. I press toward the mark for the price of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Let us therefore as many as be perfect be thus minded. And if in anything Ye be otherwise minded, God shall reveal even this unto you. So what is Paul saying here? Paul is saying, 
I'm looking forward. I'm not concerned about what happened in the past. I'm not concerned about what happened yesterday. I am interested in what lies ahead. I am interested in the plan that God has for me, right, you know, in front of, not what is behind me. What happened in the past is in the past. Paul is trying to say here. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 6 verse 22. Matthew 6.22 says, in paraphrase, it says, if your high be single, your whole body will be full of light. So focus is important. You know, when God speaks to you and say, well, you know, this is where to go. You have to focus. Because if you are not focused, you'll be distracted. Yeah, God has shown you where to go. God has shown you what to do, what business to do, what career path to take, you know, and things like that. You know, you have challenged your finances, how to put things together where you come out of debt and you're able to live debt free and stay debt free. But then you have to focus. If you don't focus on me debt free, you come out of debt, God forbid, before long, you find yourself back in debt. If, you know, if God help you, heal you, you're sick, and God heal you, and maybe you're sick as a result of the kind of food you're eating, you know, not eating healthy food, junk, and all that, and then you don't focus on remaining healthy, like, okay, God has healed me, glory be to God, but I need to do the right thing. Now I can't just eat just anything, because what I'm eating is messing me up. So focus is, is a requirement. And I try to look at uh, focus. I have an acronym for focus here. Uh, focus. F represents follow. O represents one. C represents course. U represents until. And S represents successful. So focus simply means follow one course until successful. Follow one course until successful. Don't go, you understand what I'm saying now? Because if you have a broken focus, you're all over the place. And God want to guide or God want to lead or God want to instruct us. But then if we are not focused, how do we act on what God is saying? Bible says in Luke chapter 9 verse 20, uh, 51, Luke 9 51, he said Jesus Christ was focused. His focus was on Jerusalem. His focus was, you know what? The son of man has come to seek and save that which was lost. This is the reason why I came to give of myself and focus on that. He did not allow. The Bible said there were times they wanted to make him a king. He ran away from them. Why? Because they were going to take him out of purpose. So he had to say, no, 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 no. This is not the reason why I came. I came to fulfill a mandate. I am going to stay in that. Do you know why people give up in life? Do you know why a lot of people are not successful? Because they are not focused on what they are doing. They don't stay long enough in, on, on it for it to work out. Somebody starts a business three months and they expect, you know, to have been able to have a, you know, maybe a hundred uh, client base, uh, you know, clientele, and they don't have that. And they say, oh, I think this business, you know, by now I should have this number of people, and then they quit. They don't stay long enough. Why? Because they don't have a focus. What you focus on is what you will eventually become. What you focus on it's eventually what you become. Hallelujah. Jesus was so focused on his why. He did not allow anything else to take his focus. Hallelujah. If you read, let, let's go quickly to, um, you know, I just want to read a, a few. Look, look 19 verse 10. Look 19 verse 10. 
I'm not going to be able to read a lot of uh, 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 the passages we have here uh, because uh, a lot of them. We have Luke chapter 2, verse 39 to 50. Uh, we have John 4, verse 4 to 34. Uh, you know, that was where he had an encounter with the woman at the well. You know, and he stayed there. He, you know, he told disciples went to town. I mean, he stayed there. He stayed there and he made sure that he connected with that woman. All right, so let's read Luke 19, verse 10. Hallelujah. God is good. Hallelujah. It said, For the Son of Man came to seek and to save that which was lost. So if I ask you now, in one word, why are you here? If I ask you in one word now, why are you alive today? Why did you think God still keep, you know, has kept you alive? Why are you still alive today? What will you say? Jesus Christ said, the Son of Man came to seek and to save that which was lost. That was the reason why he was here. Focus, give direction. And meaning to purpose. God does not want you to become a wandering generality. He wants you to become a meaningful specific. A meaningful specific is that this is what I'm known for. This is what you are known for. For example, now, if I say, if I mention a name, you can associate that name with a particular thing. For example, if I say, um, okay, let's say if I say Obama, oh, you say, you know, he was the president of the United States, uh, ex president now, or former president now. Okay, if I say, if I say, uh, for those who, who watch soccer, if I say Ronaldo, for example, you know, he's a soccer player. If I say Michael Jordan, what comes to your mind? Or what came to your mind? Basketball. If I say Crosby, for those who like hockey, well, you, remember, you think about hockey. So, you know, all these people, they had one thing that they are known for. What are you known for? Focus helps us to minimize distractions. Focus helps us to minimize distractions. There are so many things clamoring for our attention around us. Too many things. You know, I, 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 said, I said to the children sometimes, can we just shut everything down? The noise is just too much. There's too much noise around us. And the same way, do you know that the voice inside is even usually louder? What is going on on the inside is even louder sometimes than what is going on the outside. Because whether you like it or not, you are constantly talking to yourself. Constantly. And that is why the Bible says, looking on to Jesus, the author and finisher. He said, put your eyes on Jesus, the author and the finisher, or the perfecter of your faith. Don't look on to anybody. Don't look on to anything else. Don't allow anything to distract you. Hallelujah. All right, quickly now, let's go to Genesis 17 verse 1. You know, it's so... Interesting how the Holy Spirit we minister to you uh, on a scripture that you have interpreted in certain way for so many years. 
It's, it's amazing. Uh, you know, yesterday night, the Holy Spirit was, uh, began, began to speak to me concerning Genesis 17, uh, verse 1. And he said to me, he said, do you know why? He said, have you ever asked why I told Abraham to walk before me and be perfect? He said, because he allowed himself to be distracted. He took his hive off what I told him from the beginning. And that was the reason for the delay. I said, really? He said, yeah. He said, that was the reason for the delay. He took his eye off what I told him originally. When God called Abraham in Genesis chapter 12 verse 1, and, and the Bible said, and Abraham departed. As God told him to go, he left. But then we find out that, you know, as time go, went by, a lot of things began to come in. And so Abraham was, uh, you know, kind of distracted. And then God had to look at what happened here. If you read, if you go to Genesis 16, Genesis 16, and 16. Genesis 16, 15, and 16. It says, And Agar bore Abraham a son. And Abraham called his son's name, which Agar bore, Ishmael. And Abraham was first called and six years old. As he was 86 years old when Agar brought Ishmael to Abraham. Now go to Genesis 17 now. So he was 86 now. In Genesis 17 now verse 1, when God was speaking to Abraham again, after 13 years, God said, focus. So maybe you are here this morning or maybe you are listening to this message. Maybe God is telling you to refocus. God is telling you to refocus. What, 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 what do you do when you focus? What that means is that nothing else comes into view. When, when you, you often hear people say, it's so laser focused. What they mean is that it's so focused, so focused, that he's looking at this person and he's not even seeing anything else but this person. God told Abraham, he said, and when Abraham was 99 years old and nine, the Lord appeared to Abraham and said unto him, I am the almighty God, walk before me and be thou perfect. God said, walk before me, focus. Hallelujah. So there's the problem of no focus or there's the problem of wrong focus. Your habits will determine your future. Wrong focus or no focus are both as a result of habits. I find out that um, there are things that we do that actually break our focus. And once those things are identified, we need to deal with them. Right now, as I'm speaking, you're, you're listening, you can, I'm sure your mind is going into some things that you're looking like, come on. If only we, can be, if only we have been focused, do you know we have done a lot this year? I'm sure you will have achieved more than what you have achieved right now today, this year. If you only focus, you say, you know what, maybe at the beginning of the year, you say, you know what, I want to be debt free by December 31st. And then you look at yourself now and you look at how far you've gone and you look at like, because you've not been focused. You've gone shopping when you're supposed to be paying off the loan, the credit card, you know, the consumer debt. You've gone shopping where you didn't even need to go shopping. Hallelujah. 
So instead of cutting down on the dead, you have actually added to it. Why? Because focus was broken. Oh, maybe you promised at the beginning of the year, oh, I'm going to be a great husband this year, you know. I'm going to love my wife and, you know, take her out once a month or, you know, whatever and all that. And you look at yourself now and you're like, ah, why did I allow my focus to break? Because I haven't even done it once. Oh, I'm going to spend more time with my family, you know, and all that, and all that, and all that, and be there. And then you find out that you haven't done that. Why? No focus. Focus is important. Hallelujah. Let's go quickly. Jesus formed the habit of praying for everything. And even in heaven, he's still interceding for us. Matthew 14, verse 23. Matthew 14, 23. Praise the Lord. Amen. He's still interceding for us. Thank you, Jesus, for praying. You know, we are Christians, and what does that mean? We're supposed to be like little Jesus. So when we're not like little Jesus, we're not living like our Father. Matthew 14, 23, And when he has sent the multitudes away, he went up to into a mountain apart to pray. And when the evening was come, he was there alone. I don't know when he went there, but until evening he was still there. And I find out that, you know what, to remain focused, there are times you have to actually pull away. You have to unplug from everything. You know, for some time now, there was a time at, uh, in October, God told me to go out, to go off social media. So I went off Facebook. I went on all that and all that. And I just went back, you know, a few days ago. And I began to see things that, you know, I didn't see, you know, of course, when I was off, I was off. I began to sit here and I was like, oh, what am I doing even in this? You, you, you understand what I'm saying? I began to see things that ordinarily wouldn't see if I was not in it. But I thank God because during that period that God said, go off, there were things that God kept away from me or kept me away from that I didn't see. Because there are some things, you know. But I've learned now to discipline myself because being away for like, I was off Facebook for like five, six weeks. And you know, now that I'm back on social media, I'm more disciplined the way I use it. There are some people that when I see, you know, they post things, I don't like it. Not because I don't want to like it, but I just like, I don't have to. There are some things you don't have to comment on. You have to, you understand what I'm saying? Why? Focus. Hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 7 verse 25. So when we have some habits that are not helping us, what do we need to do? We need to get rid of them. If you look at yourself, God doesn't even have to tell you to go off social media. If you look at yourself you, and you look at the, how much time you, 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 you spend on social media and you think it's wasting precious time that you could have invested in making progress in your life, what do you do? You go off yourself without God having to tell you. That's why God gave us common sense. One of the wisdom is common sense. We apply that and say, you know what? This thing is not helping me. I'm going to go off for some time. Hallelujah. So, you make that decision yourself. Hebrews 7, verse 25. He said, Wherefore is able to also to save them 
to the uttermost that come unto God by him, seeing he ever liveth to make intercession for them. He's still making intercession for them. He prayed here and he's still praying there. Habits. Unfortunately, the consequences of bad habit takes time to emerge. And the same way, you know, the benefit of good habits also take time to show. But we need it. 90% of our, normal be- of our normal behavior is based on habits. Your habit will determine your quality of life and your impact. Many today are living their lives for immediate gratification. Just what they can get right now. What they can get at the moment. Hallelujah. You can change negative consequences to positive rewards by changing your habit. In this chaotic world, it is all too easy for focus to become blurred. Just blurry. Just blurred. Like, for example, you're driving, and let's say it's raining like it was this morning, and it, the rain began to come heavy, you know, gets heavy and all that. You slow down. Why? Because you can't see normally. Because your focus is blurry. The same way, in the journey of life, when your focus is blurry, you cannot accelerate, you cannot make progress the way you should make progress. You slow down. And so we need to make up our mind today, you know what? God, thank you for showing me where you want me to go. Thank you for showing me, giving me that business idea. Thank you. But you know, Lord, help me to focus so that I can get to my destination. God, what's the purpose of God giving you all that brilliant ideas and you're not doing anything with it? Hallelujah. So you must be intentional about making your life count that you will do anything to help yourself stay on track. Hallelujah. So let's quickly look at the 4D solution to a broken focus. So in order to be able to focus, it is vital that you effectively separate the so-called urgent tasks from your most important priorities. There are some things that are not urgent that we make urgent. You have control. <laughs> no. I often use a there's, a... there's a statement I often use, and I use this a lot with my wife. I said there are people who will make their urgent to become your own urgent. Avoid them. Have you ever heard where people begin to put pressure on you to do something for them? It's their urgent, but they make it your own urgent. It's not your urgent. I'm not saying, you know, not helping people, but there are times where people put pressure on you for something that has nothing to do with you. They just put it on you. We must learn to say, ah, no, no. Do you know, if somebody send you an email, for example, now, according to the architect of, um, etiquette of communication, if somebody call you, well, you still have between 24 hours to 48 hours to return the call. If somebody very, very close, maybe 24 hours. If somebody not too close, maybe 48 hours. And you are still okay. If somebody sends you an email, well, you don't have to respond immediately. Especially in this age of smartphone where you, you, know, you can check your email on the go. You want to respond immediately. And every time you, you, you're doing something important, you leave that thing that is important to attend to something that is probably not so important, but it's important to the person you probably send the message. Guess what? You don't, 
always go back to what you were doing before. So guess what? I've decided I'll check my email in the morning. After I've spent time with the Lord. And I've done my reading. And I've done my five things that I do every day. I'll check my email. And then I can respond to emails. That need to be responded to. Between 10 and 15 minutes. That's it. For the rest of the day, I may see it. I may ignore it. If you see me respond to your email, if you send me an email in, during the course of the day, and you see me respond to it, ah, you are very, very special. Or maybe when the email came in, it was at a time, because I have downtime too, I have time that I don't do anything in the course of the day. Maybe it happened to be around that time, and I thought, oh, this person is very important to me. Let me respond. And thank God for Gmail now. It will even give you short, there's a short reply. Just press one of them. Or like Pastor GD, he has, a, he has his auto-reply on his email. Perfect. So the person at least you acknowledge received, right? So the person will say, oh, he didn't even respond to my email. You know, you know how people can whine sometimes about, you know, silly things. Hallelujah. I remember a few years ago, uh, somebody sent me a message, an email, and I was still thinking about what to respond to this person. And so I didn't respond immediately because, you know, sometimes you have to still think about your response to something. So I was still thinking about what, how to respond and all that. And of course, uh, when I met the person, and the person was like, oh, you know, I sent you a message. Didn't respond. And I said, well, number one, I was thinking about what to res- uh, the response to give to the email. And, and I said, well, I have not gotten back to actually, I couldn't even think of how to respond. And the person said, oh, I saw all your activity on social media. You had time to be, and I was like, oh, so you monitor me on social media. You see how? Can you see how people can just be? God have mercy on us. Hallelujah. So you can use the 4D formula to help you prioritize. Proverbs 21 verse 5. Proverbs 21 verse 5. I hope we're getting, you know, a little bit from this because I'm sure this will help us. Because we're going to begin, we're planning for 2019 and we need to get our focus right from now. Amen? So that we're not part of those who write New Year resolution and by the first week of of the year, we can't even remember what we what we wrote. Hallelujah. Proverbs 21 verse 5 says, The thoughts of the diligent tend only to plenteousness, but of everyone that is hasty only to one. So, we need that. We need to be diligent. We need to be diligent. So, quickly, let's go. The first thing you need to do is this. Dump it. Learn to say no. Learn to say no. Be firm. Some of our overcommitment breaks our focus. You already plan your week and then somebody else comes along and says, oh, I want you to do... Just say no. I would love to, but I'm committed. I used to have that problem before. I overcommit. Then at the end of the day, when you overcommit, you find out that you can't deliver. Amen? Don't overcommit yourself. Be firm. No. I would have loved to help you, but I cannot help you. That's it. 
The world will not end. Amen. So that's the first D. Number se- the second D solution to focus is delegate it. It's not everything that you have to do. Delegate. Delegate it. If there are tasks to be done and you are not the person to do them, hand them over to someone else with no guilt or regret. Simply ask, who else could do this? My wife often says something. You know, sometimes when I say, you know, maybe I'm, I'm working on something for the family, I'm like, you didn't even ask. You say, well, you're already working on it. Why will I ask you? The two of us cannot be working on it at the same time. You're working on it. Let me do something else. Which makes sense. So maybe here you're, you're here, you, you know, you're married and, you know, you're working on something and you want your husband also to be working on the same thing. No. Let your husband focus on something else. Or let your wife focus on something else. Amen? Or you, you let your friend focus on something and you focus on something else. Hallelujah. Number 3D, defer it. There are issues that may need to be worked on, but not right away. Defer them and schedule a specific time at a later date to do it. Learn to defer things. It's not everything you have to attend to, like, sort out immediately. No. I'm somebody, you know, I'm, I'm somebody that when I, want to get, when I get on something, I want to do it, like, immediately. But the Lord has started teaching me on this now. The Lord has started teaching me on this. No, you can't. You can't do everything, like, you know. It's not every time. In fact, sometimes I want to do something because when I'm working on something, I want to get it done and... Sometimes things will happen that will not even make me get it done immediately. There was something I was supposed to do, and I was so sure that there was a material that I needed to do it, and I was so sure I was going to get that material from somewhere. I got to that place, it was not there, and I was like, okay, I'll defy it. But if it was before, oh my goodness. Thank God we're doing the gratitude challenge. <laughs> if it was before, everywhere I go in that house, they will hear about that thing. Like, oh, no, I need to get this thing done. Oh, I need to get that done. My wife's like, what is wrong with you? If you don't get it done with the word hand, <laughs> or Jesus Christ will refuse to come a second time. No. So learn to defer to another time. And number four, the fourth D, do it. Do it now and reward yourself for completing the project. So the first one is dump it. Say no. Delegate it. Give it somebody else to do. Number three, defy it. To do another time. And lastly, do it. Do it. And forget about it. Move on to some, something else. Hallelujah. So how do we... Let's look at taking progressive steps very quickly. So once you've identified the problems of no focus or wrong focus and eliminate the distractions, you are ready to take progressive steps. Proverbs 27 verse 23. Proverbs 27 verse 23. Oh, sorry. Psalm. Psalm Psalm 27 verse 23. Psalms 27 verse 23. Amen. I want us to be able to pray a little bit this morning. 
Amen. Ask the Lord to help us. Psalm 7 verse 23 says, The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delighted in his way. God delights in our way. He orders our steps. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. And Isaiah 30 verse 21 is there also. God said, He will guide us. Uh, when we turn left, turn right, He will tell us which way to go. Hallelujah. So quickly, let's look at the six P's of progress. Number one, purpose. Purpose is important. Uh, that's what we talked about in our, uh, in our Bible study last Wednesday. So you need to know purpose. God told Jeremiah, I said, before you were forming, I knew you. And ordain you as a, as a prophet to the nation. Number three, passion. I mean, number two, passion. The second P for progress, uh, to take progressive step is passion. Jesus Christ was passionate about the reason why he came. Philippians 3, verse 14 to 15. The second one is power or prowess. And that's talking about skills. To make progress, you need skills. Ecclesiastes chapter 10, verse 10, talk about harnessing your skills. Because if the axe head is dull, more strength is required for you to cut anything with it. But skill, skill is required. So it's important to acquire the right skill, even as you want to take that progressive step. You need to acquire the right skill. Number four, pursuit. There must be a strategy. In 1 Samuel chapter 30, 7 to 9, God gave David a strategy. God will give you a strategy and on how to go. God will give you, say, okay, this is how I want you to execute. Hallelujah. Number, uh, is it number 6 or 5? So I talk about purpose, passion, prowess, or power. I talk about pursuing the strategy, perseverance. Perseverance. In, your, in maintaining your focus, in making step, uh, progress, you must persevere. Things might not work out the way you envisage is going to work out. It is how long you can stay on that and remain faithful. That is what will determine whether you make progress or not. And that's the thing. You can either give up because it doesn't work out or it's not working out. Or you can keep working at it until it works out. The choice is yours. And lastly, you make progress. Philippians chapter 2, verse 5 to 11. We saw what happened to Jesus. Bible says God gave him a name that's above every name. That the mention of his name, every knee bows. But how did he get there? He humbled himself. He humbled himself, being obedient, he died on the cross. Hallelujah. And based on that, God gave him a name that's above every name. Hallelujah. So quickly, how do we finish well? Jesus is our example. And his last word before he died was, it is finished. John 19 verse 30. So how do we finish well? We must see the big picture. You must see the big picture. The name above every name was the picture Jesus saw for him to get there. Number two, you must create a balance. There must be a balance in your life. You can't be everywhere at the same time. You can't. And you can't do everything. 
I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Doesn't mean you can do everything at the same time. You only have 24 hours in a day. Amen? But do what is before you and do it well. Number three, build excellent relationships. Say no to toxic people and model finishers. There are quarterbacks, there are armchair quarterbacks. They will tell you everything that is wrong about your life and they are not going anywhere. There are some relationships you just need to check out of your life right now because they are not, they have overstayed their welcome. They are not supposed to be a part of your next step in life. So you need to let go of such people. Are you with me this morning? Anyone that every time you are with them, they pull you down, you don't need them in your life. Whether by their words or by their actions, you don't need them. You don't need such people. I, I, I find out that at every level you need people that God has already prepared for that level to challenge you to go for that. Are you with me this morning? There's nothing for me to look back in the past. And so when I'm with you and every time you're talking about the past, the past, the past, uh, it won't be long before you won't see me again. At least I've learned that now. Hallelujah. Number four, put your past in memory. Great destinies are often birthed in the dark rooms of life. You give relevance to the mistakes of yesterday by making poor choices today. Let the past be in the past. Forget about it. Number five, take decisive action. Be decisive. Be decisive. Be decisive. Number six, eliminate fear and worry. Because whatever you are afraid of will happen to you. Eliminate fear and worry. Number seven, ask for what you want and go for it. Matthew 7, 7. Practice the art of asking. Ask, you receive, seek, you will find, knock, and the door will be open. Anyone who has receives. Hallelujah. You ask, you receive. And lastly, be consistent. To make progress, to finish where you have to be consistent. You have to be consistent. Success is often around the corner from where you are. You have to be consistent. Amen. When, I, when I'm preparing to preach here, I prepare and preach in 2000s. Because that is, that is what I believe. That is what I, I'm seeing. That is what I have in my spirit. And I know that God will manifest that in the name of Jesus. Don't do your business when you're starting a business. Don't do your business like you're selling $500 a, a, a year or $5,000 a year. Do your business like you're making millions. You're selling to hundreds of thousands of people. Think like that. Be consistent. Amen? Not that, oh, you know, you're expecting, maybe as a pastor, I'm expecting five people to show up for Bible study, and then I prepare for five people. No. Beyond five people. Prepare for hundreds of people, thousands of people. Amen? And you will reach that in the name of Jesus. Can we just begin to talk to the Lord this morning? I want to just pray. Let's ask him. The power of focus. Follow one course until successful. Why don't you ask the Lord this morning? Help me to be focused. 
Help me to f- discover and focus on your assignment for my life. Help me to be focused. I want to be focused. Help me, O oh Lord, to be focused. Every distraction. Whatever is distracting my life, whatever is a distraction around me, in the name of Jesus. Lord, this morning, take care of it. In the name of Jesus, let the power of your resurrection propel me beyond every distraction. In the name of Jesus, I receive the grace to become a meaningful specific today. I want to be known for something. In the name of... When we talk about Billy Graham, now everybody talk about soul winning. I want to be known for something. I want to become a meaningful specific. In the name of Jesus. Lord, help me to stay in my lane. And diligently run the race that you have set before me. Help me, O Lord, to stay in my lane. And diligently run the race that you have set before me. In the name of talk to the Lord, Father, help me to finish well. Help me to finish well. As Jesus finished well, help me, O Lord, to finish well. Help me, O Lord, to finish well. Grant me divine speed. In the name of Jesus, grant me, O Lord, divine speed. Let your name be glorified. Oh, thank you, Father. Glory be to your holy name, Jesus. Lord, I worship you. I worship you because I know you have answered. Go ahead and thank God for answer prayer. Go ahead and thank God because you have, you have your focus back. In the name of Jesus, go ahead and thank Him because from now on, you begin to make progress like never before. In the name of Jesus, spiritual progress, progress in your finances, progress in your marriage, progress in your career, oh, progress in your business, progress in your ministry, in whatever you lay hands upon, progress. Unhinder progress. Progress in your academics. Whatever you do, progress. In the name of Jesus. The yoke of stagnancy is broken over your life today in the name of Jesus. The power of the enemy, O Lord, is pushed back. In the name of Jesus. Darkness is pushed back. The light of God begins to shine over you right now. Go ahead and thank God. Go ahead and give God praise. Go ahead and receive that. Receive that. Receive that. Thank God for it. Say, Lord, I give you praise. I give you glory this morning. In the name of Jesus, I give you praise.